Good day, Buffet. Sorry to keep you waiting. Your table is ready for How You Can Eat, a weekly comeback of K-pop music commentary. My name is Chuck Jose, and each week we take a brand new release and we let you know what we think about it. We are very excited for this episode because it's the very first time we're doing a lot of simultaneous audio and video recordings. So please excuse us if some of the theme song some of the music, some of the stingers are a little bit off. Um, we're just testing something out. Hopefully, we can uh, provide some some more video content and also do some live content, if you will. Um, I We have a great episode to talk about this week, like I said. But before I get to that, I got to quickly introduce to you the other co-leaders of the group. Somebody who got the memo the unspoken memo that I gave him to wear a hat, um, beautifully written on there is the phrase fish sauce. Is that yes. um, from something or it's just a, just because we're Asian and we love fish sauce? Uh, <laughs> yes and yes. Uh, I got… <laughs> Perfect. It's from… Uh, hold on. It's from… Take your time. Rice, paper, scissors. Oh, I love it. Um, I have no idea what that is. Is that like a um what what are they do they make merch or are they like probably I think so. like a I don't know. I saw it on okay. Twitter when they made these right. and I was like, I want a hat that says fish sauce, so I bought it. I know. I'm I'm trying to get oh that by the way is the voice of our very own Alan Mark. Um yes. I wanna start getting more Asian branded labeled punny clothing. I started I started realizing that I don't wear enough of that kind mm. of stuff. Like I would love like a you know a dad hat with like a, a boba um oh, stitched on yeah. the front. Like a boba um you know container. I almost anyway, got something just, like that. You know very subtle things. I almost got something like that, but oh, instead yeah? I got this hoodie instead that has pho <laughs> on the oh. the chest. So Okay, um, I know we're a K-pop podcast and the name of our podcast is How You Can Eat. So we rarely get to actually talk about food. But um, I am very curious for our third co-leader. You know you know him as the one who hails from NYC, always rounding out the big three. It is Steven. Before you tell us how you are, I want to know what is your preference? Pho? Or ramen, or is oh. it apples and oranges Ooh. to you? Oh, I think uh, it's a it's a very difficult decision. Uh, I think I think in general I do prefer ramen. Yes, but um, yes, it's also like good pho in New York. It, you have to. It's a little harder to find, or like you have to seek it out. It, 
particular. But there's that just a sense. lot yeah. of a lot of really good ramen here. Um, so oh, yeah, yeah. For sure. Uh, I yeah, will hold it I, down I, for I, Team Fa then. <laughs> that's fine. Yeah, I mean, that's fine. I, team Team well, that's uh, Tendon, Team uh, yeah. um, Team Tripe. <laughs> I also grew up in Eastside San Jose, uh, so the good yeah. stuff was all around me. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it, it's kind of like you just kind of grow up with it, I guess. So it's just, oh, yeah. I don't know. I just, it's weird because I didn't eat ramen until, or I was eating ramen. But not realizing it was ramen because I don't think it got really as popular as it did until much later in our lives. Uh, I don't know. Maybe you guys have a different experience. Obviously, I think ramen in general, like the international popularity, definitely within the past 15, 10 years, maybe. I don't know. Maybe even, no, 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 even uh, longer. But, uh, but pho, the same thing. I grew up uh, as, I don't know if I mentioned it. I think I have. I grew up in Marin, which is a uh, um, not that many Asian cuisine spots mm. over there. So um, I don't. I didn't grow up with pho. I didn't grow up with ramen, but I don't know. I just love some rich, rich tonkatsu. I, I the oilier pho for me is like really good on a rainy day. I feel oh, like, absolutely. Like that is that is what I get. I don't need something heavy, but. If I want something hearty, then I go with ramen. So that's why it's like apples and oranges to me. But yeah, that's just give me steak, uh, steak pho. I can't do anything besides steak. I can do the meatballs, but anyway. Mm. Why did you guys, the listeners? Why don't you uh, email us how you can eat at gmail.com? <laughs> Let us know whether you like ramen or pho. That would be a uh, that'd be a fun thing to email us about. Or okay, or ram ramyeon the. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, or any other uh, Asian noodle soup. Yeah, 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 yeah. Any, um, just whatever, whatever um, dish you like that has noodles in it. How about that? There you go. We won't, we won't uh, judge, or we won't just limit it to two dishes. <laughs> okay, that's enough food talk, guys. We, <laughs> if <laughs> if anything, we need to start talking about Korean dishes. So we'll do that. We'll do that next week for sure. Okay. Um, speaking of dishes, we have a fun one to talk about this week. Uh, but there's there were other um, there were other items on the menu that came out this week as well. Some some of them really really good. Some of them I think we wanted to talk about as well. I don't know. I I, I forget what came out this week. It just it's weird because this this release came out not on a Monday, which is like <laughs> messing with my mind. Um, but uh, to to show some love to those dishes, uh, we have our own Stephen, who's accumulated a masterful menu to present to you today. So I'm going to throw it to him, and he's going to give you our special or his specials of the week. Take it away, Stephen. All right, thank you. Yeah, uh, a lot came out this week, and I have a lot of information to relay. So, but I'll try to keep it quick. <laughs> um, <laughs> Yeah, we have five very interesting releases. Uh, starting on Monday, when we have three releases I picked, including two full-length albums. But first, we have a single from the group Majors. It's uh, well, the single album is called "The End of Chaos," and the title track is called "Salute." Uh, this is their fourth single album, so I don't think they have any mini albums or like any longer releases yet. Um, and this follows their first three, 
which all are called the beginning of legend with something. So this end of chaos is following their beginning of legend. Um, there is a B-side called Giddy Up. So um, there, yeah, I appreciate them releasing this, but the uh, the theme has passed, unfortunately. Um, <laughs> but so it's a smart B-side release. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, so the title track is by Unjong Tae, Comet, and Anna Timgren. And the B-side is by AVGS, Ricky, Pretty Little Iris, and then someone else just named Rick, R-I-C. Um, yeah, so that is a Majors release. Go check that out. Uh, and then next up is the first of the two albums. Uh, this one is the NCT Dream album called Glitch Mode with the title track of the same name, uh, Glitch Mode. And this is their second full-length album with 11 tracks. Uh, this album surpassed 2 million pre-orders, beating their previous record of 1.7 million that they set for hot sauce. Um, a lot of people involved in this one. Um, for, lyrics were written by members Mark, Jeno, Jamian, and Jisung. And then I'm going to read a few names of the people. Um, but yeah, so many people uh, on this. Uh, this Blue, Jesse St. John, Dem Joints and Alon, uh, the Jam Factory and Jumba's people, Zayson. And the last track was... Uh, called Rewind is by Mingjishin and Johnny, just those two. Um, and one thing I'll note is, unfortunately, member Chunla injured his ankle, so his involvement in their promotions have been a bit limited. But uh, he's actually been on stage. Uh, he, he's there for like certain um, choreography, and then he'll like step off to the side, but then he'll come back and join the group uh, and. For their B-side arcade, they had a, a live performance and he was on stage on the side with a stool, but still just like up there in the same outfit. So yeah, he, he's still up there. So must be nice for uh, the fans to see him. Uh, taking um, that Stephen Curry fandom too far. Oh, oh is it, is it, was that Chandler? Yeah, oh, okay. big, I know he's a big Stephen Curry fan and Curry had ankle issues early in his career. So yeah, that was... The first um, of the two uh, full-length albums. Uh, the other one is from Oh My Girl. It is called Real Love. Also has the title track uh, that shares the name with the album. Real Love. Also their second full-length album. And this one has nine tracks plus the instrumental for Real Love. Um, also on uh, Wednesday, a Japanese like best of compilation of uh, Oh My Girls was released. So two albums released this week. For oh my girl, um, and also one thing I found out is in January the member Binny changed her stage name to Yubin, which is her given name, and this is their first release with uh, Yubin now. Um, and let's see, uh, yes, uh, okay. I was looking at the uh, track list. Oh, sorry. <laughs> no, no, I was gonna say I I really enjoyed that album. If you uh, oh I you listening mm, yeah have not gotten into it yet yeah but okay I just genuinely <laughs> enjoy oh my girl or as I should say oh my girl <laughs> oh my girl <laughs> sorry oh well I wonder if uh, 
your enjoyment had to do with some of the people who are involved uh, on the track list. Uh, I, I counted and seven of the nine have uh, Ryan Jun um, and eight of the nine songs. Lyrics are either they're by one, like only one person each, but it's either So Ji-um or So Jong-ah. And the, but they wrote all of the lyrics or eight of them. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Yes. So okay. that makes sense. Um, then. But a number of other people were also involved, uh, namely Celine Svanbach, Yepe London, Rafaela Christina Aristocleus, um, Dark Child, and Silk mm. or Slick Music, uh, Michael Lingren, Schultz, and Melanie Fontana. And there is also one Mono Tree track with Krista Youngs and Julia Ross. So yeah, lots of people on that one. And that was Monday. So uh, two more. Moving on to Wednesday where we have a debut. Uh, this is a new boy group called Nine I, stylized as nine dot I, uh, or all caps. Nine is in all caps and then lowercase I. This is a mini album called New World with the title track Parallel Universe. Um, so yeah, there are five tracks on it. Nine I stands for Everyday New I, and so Nine I is a ten-member boy group under First One Entertainment, but they are the second boy group from First One after a group called First One, and they are a Filipino boy group. So they are. Yeah, I, I guess they're oh. one of their subsidiary like first one okay. philippines i think manages them but this is like their first korean boy I, group i'm surprised they weren't instead of nine nine they weren't called second one <laughs> yeah they could have just done yeah <laughs> very easy to <laughs> manage or yeah. second second two there you go okay continue uh, Sorry. yeah but um also on their track list, if you if you look at it, uh, I think it would be fair to call this debut mini album a self-produced mini album. Uh, member Vaughn wrote and composed every song, and other member Ju Hyung contributed to all except the intro. Uh, there's another name I saw on there, uh, Kim Sung Soo, who, well, there's the may be the founder of the Sweet Sweet Tune Music Production Group. And they've been writing K-pop songs since 2008. Uh, And in particular, Kim Sung-soo wrote like Signal by Twice or co-wrote that song um, and a bunch of Eyes One songs. So uh, been in the industry for a while. But yeah, uh, good luck to 9-1-I. Oops, 9-I. And lastly, we have a single... um, on Thursday, uh, I was looking at the releases and I saw three GOT7 members each release music this week, including one OST, and I wanted to pick one of them. So I decided on Jackson, who has a single called Blow. Um, it's an English single, but I just really wanted to draw everyone's attention to the MV, which is it pretty, is so uh, yeah, it's a, yeah. It's pretty great. Um, and the the, MV, the music video was directed by Daniel Cloud Campos, who has directed uh, some of Jackson's previous videos, uh, like 100 Ways and Bullet to the Heart. And he was also 
uh, I, I guess I knew him as B-Boy Cloud and always one of my favorite ones to watch. Uh, just when I, when I used to watch a lot of like Battle and, and B-Boy you know, back in the day. Um, <laughs> but yeah, he's super, super creative as a dancer and as, uh, as a director as well. So yeah, everyone go check that out. Um, I think the other two GOT7 members were this week who released music were Yu-Gi-Oh! and JB. But yeah, check those out out as well um but yes those are my specials of the week awesome thanks steven okay um al mark i'm yes. sure you're gonna catch us up on everything that's happened so far since the last time we talked about this group it's sure. been over a year i'm super excited um you may remember steven and i talking very highly of them so alan mark give us the rundown on this week's artist. I thought I spoke highly of them too, um, but <laughs> oh, sorry, sorry. I meant I meant I, I know. spoke highly I, towards I know. the uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. you t- the two of you chose them as their rookies of the year, so I understand. I get yeah. it. Um, so yeah, so since we last talked about our mostly rookie of the year of 2021 back in <laughs> March of 2021, uh, when we discussed their debut EP into Violet, so Purple Kiss had their first comeback on September 8th, 2021 with the EP Hide and Seek paired with the lead single Zombie. And they quickly followed that up with the release of the winter digital single My My on December 18th of that year. Uh, Then in 2022, uh, this is a fun little Easter egg note here. So on the show uh, Mama the Idol, uh, the group which came to be known as Mama Doll, they were given the song Wuwa Hip that was written by the RBW team. And on the show, when they introduced the demo of that song to them, the guide vocals were sung by Purple Kiss members Go Un, Swan, and I think Cheyenne as well is there too. So uh, there's a fun clip of them reacting to the song for the first time, enjoying it. And you could clearly tell that the vocals came from Purple Kiss members because they are very distinct voices. Uh, so that's, that's a fun little thing there. Uh, Then they would follow up their debut year with the release of the third EP, uh, Memem, or M-E-M-E-M, with the title track of the same name on March 29th, 2022. Uh, Similar to previous releases, we see that members have had a hand in the creative process, you know, being self-produced a bit, with Yuki writing lyrics uh, to a few songs. Uh, Goan helped write lyrics to Pretty Psycho and Chayin, co-composed three total tracks. And that is the album that we're discussing today. Wow, that was so fast. Yeah, it, it's nice um, th- doing <laughs> groups that we can yeah. cover so that I don't have to talk about a lot, which is good because I need more time to write about next week's. <laughs> oh, what's, what's happening next oh. week? Oh, well, well, you'll <laughs> find out. Who knows, what's that? Who knows what's happening next week? Okay. Um, All right. Uh, So I am in charge of starting our conversation on this album. Um, And I think, so there's seven tracks total. Um, First one being an intro. I am going to lump in the intro with our talk of MEM, which is track number two, lead single. So uh, starting off with the first track, uh, intro. Colon illusion. So the last time we got an intro was 
with Into Violet with the Crown, if you guys remember. Um, so it was weird to see uh, Hide and Seek not have an intro, but maybe it did. I think it did, which we'll talk it, about when we talk yeah. about track number four. It yeah. did in a way, but it wasn't on the album. So I guess they all have intros uh, in a way. But um, um, with track number four, um, they turned an intro for Hide and Seek. Uh, you'll get what I'm saying. Uh, so what I'm trying to say for this song is I really like this intro. It it was it was short and sweet. Um, I did like how it started off with the um, very... Uh, I don't want to stereotype, but I'm thinking somewhere Middle East, maybe somewhere uh, India, Pakistan. Something like that, um, where it's a, it's a very um, chanty, um, uh, it, it's very chanty, but also like the name itself, um, very hypnotizing, uh, to, like uh, sample being like starting off that uh, intro, and it kind of goes into kind of plays to that sound some more as the intro goes on with a lot of. Um, worldly sounds, if if I could put it that way, and um, yeah, I really liked it. it. It was short and sweet for me. I I think if they come back to this, the full song would sound hopefully pretty good. Um, I did I did like how because uh, I've never heard of this or I've never heard it done this way, but I really latched on to the fact that for the count for the countdown or the count up, they went they used two. Uh, two Espanol song or words, and then two English words. So uh, I don't know if you guys caught that, uh, mm-hmm. but I don't know. That was just something cool to me. Um, but yeah, that's that's all I really have to say about that. Um, do you guys have any quick notes about the intro? Um, maybe how it ties into the album or anything like that, or if you hated it. Well. I, I also caught the the count in, um, and then unfortunately, I also thought about uh, Bono and his uh, what, what did he do for that one song? Uno, Uno, Tres, Catorce. That's what. It's like uh, this purple kiss is much better. <laughs> yeah, they just go yeah logical intervals here. Um, right, right. Yeah, well, but no, I I also really like this intro. Uh, I. Uh, I really loved uh, intro Crown from um, last year's uh, Into Violet. So it was like one of my favorite things I heard like all year. <laughs> it was just so cool. But um, yeah, I think I, I was also getting like, it maybe sounded like a, a tabla type of drum. Um, so I, I get like mm-hmm. the, the kind of Indian um, influence that, that you were hearing too. Um, yeah, so I, I thought this was really, really good. Yeah, Almark, were you yeah. mystified by this illusion? Yeah, uh, I think for this one, I love watching the intro teaser video for it the most. Um, yeah, because I think with like Crown, I really enjoyed that one. But then like the visuals of it, I think got there's a lot of like overlaying of different visuals, so you couldn't really see the choreography as much. That's why I really appreciated with this one, like you the you could see everything in the choreography really well and I enjoyed that. Uh, the song itself too, I thought it was really cool. It's just the 
cavalcade of different cultures they decided to mix together for this one was mm. really interesting. I think that's pretty much that's pretty much like what you were touching on, show like yeah, a bit like Middle Eastern, South Asian, Latin, um, like just different no, things just flying around. Um, yeah, it, and it, I thought it worked pretty well. It was like the influence was very direct and clear, but um, at least happy that visually they didn't do too much and, and so much that it was appropriate. So it looked like it. I can enjoy watching their performance of it too. Um, but yeah, it's really cool, really cool way to intro it. Um, and the, the melody in it too is really, really cool without it having to build up too much. So it's, that's, and that's what you want out of an intro. Mm. Yeah. Uh, also in the, the performance video, I think, I think well, on the song, only three of the members are re- singing. Or that's what the color-coded yeah. lyrics said. But um, yeah, <laughs> but in the video, everyone is like lip-syncing to it. So everyone's performing to it, mm-hmm. which is cool. Like they're giving everyone lines in a way. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, so this this intro leads into the lead single, M.E.M., uh, track number two. And um, I, I... Okay. I don't know if you guys were... Uh, experiencing this phenomenon. But last week, we covered a phenomenal album, a phenomenal single, and phenomenal overall package. And I think when I... I I think that soured me in my experience for this lead single because I heard this song and I was like, I just want to go back to Red Velvet right now. Like, I, I was like, this sounds very generically fourth gen girl crush um and there's nothing there were a couple moments for me that uh were interesting and really cool to listen to but i overall was having a hard time latching on to this song i i truthfully think it's the the weakest song in the whole album i already know what steven's favorite song is (laughs) Very clearly. I, I When I heard it, I was like, oh, this is Steven's favorite song. It's clearly Steven and Chuck's favorite song. But this song was not a good lead single. And I think that's why they chose it as the lead single. But it does sound the most bombastic and everything. And everything sounds, you know, like I've heard it before. It's just like, it was, it's just, it was rough. It was hard for me. And I'm so sorry to anybody who likes the song, especially to my co-leaders. If you like parts of this I sadly did I was trying very hard to find notes to write about but um yeah I I I don't know maybe over time in just the two days uh uh of listening to this it didn't really latch on to me I just feel like there are way stronger songs others like the, uh, some of the other songs in this album are much stronger than this song. And so um, I'll talk more about some of the stuff that I, I like. But uh, Steven, I'm, I'm curious to hear, um, especially coming from Intro Illusion, how did um, how did M.E.M. kind of uh, jive with you? Well, I did feel like it continued or it, like where the intro left off. Um, so I, I, I liked how it, it, it seemed like it made sense there. Um, but I, I kind of describe this song as almost like the un, an itsification of Purple mm. Kiss. Mm. Like it, it kind of okay. has that sense or like that 
type of sound to it. And I feel like it is their their most hard hitting song. And there, I I was looking at the teaser photos and like watching their teaser videos. So I think I was expecting this concept with uh, mm-hmm. with with all of that that they were promoting. So. It wasn't like a surprise what I was hearing. It was just, I I don't know also if I'm like a huge fan of the song. And I did, it did like grow on me a little bit after the first couple uh, like times I heard it. Um, But yeah, it it does have a lot of those elements that that we have heard before. But it does have a lot of moments that I, I really... I really like like it does keep the purple kiss identity like they always mention themselves in, in, in their lyrics and like uh <laughs> I, I and it definitely is this concept they're building out um that it like it's a pretty well executed concept with their their story um when you take their song and and the video um like even going back to Ponzonia, like where they were talking about things getting mm-hmm. stuck in your head, I think that all ties together, and that's what like I was starting to get a better sense of um, mm, okay. what, with the group and what direction I think that they're, they're going to try to head in, um, or that they are already doing. Yeah. Um, gotcha. Okay. So you, you think like conceptually, the, the song works i think so yeah and yeah as like as 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 a comeback and just establishing further what purple kiss is about all right now mark mm-hmm. you uh yes. you threw a curveball and you liked the uh taylor swift song last week that's a good it's two weeks uh, ago oh. and that was a great song <laughs> oh yeah you're right you're right you're right it's two, I, I keep <laughs> time just Flies by for me. I always forget. It's an illusion. You're right. You're right. It was. It. It was <laughs> not. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, okay. So I'm curious to to. Are you gonna throw a curveball and say this is your favorite song off the album? Yeah. Uh, well, okay. So. Uh, well, okay. So my experience is sort of similar to Stevens, where, uh, but then, well, the same but different. So. At first, I also like the song kind of threw me off. I didn't really like it that much when I uh, when I started. Mostly though, because it wasn't what I expected, concept-wise, sound-wise, actually. Uh, because uh, after watching the the like those the trailers and the story films that they released beforehand with like about the witches and stuff, I thought it was going to be like a really like quirky kind of like um, quirky but dark kind of concept, maybe a mix of Ponzonia and Zombie into one. Because uh, I, like, I really enjoyed those story films that they that they released. And yeah, with something with strings and something maybe what uh, like classical inspired, like what Mid Velvet did, but quirkier and darker or something. Uh, but then uh, when I watched it and, you know, listened to it, I was like, oh, no, this is definitely not that. Um, and like it, like from the first listen, it immediately reminded me of like a mix of it's like the brainchild of Espa Savage with like the stray kid sound, uh, mixed with a little bit of Teddy Park produced outro right at the end. So, 
like all those different elements mm. is where I this song came together for me. Um, but similarly with I think with a lot of things that we've listened to on this podcast, and it brought me back to uh, this old tweet or message that I saw um, from I wish I could uh, quote uh, could say who tweeted it, but I saw a tweet that basically said K-pop is the only genre where you could gaslight yourself into liking a song. And I feel like that's where I am with this song. Because <laughs> I think I'm at the point where, even though I didn't like it at first, just from listening to it over and over again, I think oh, I got no. to a point where I think I like this song. I, I mean, it's definitely not oh, my favorite no. of the album. Uh, but I don't hate it. So I think that's at least a good like, oh. step up. Uh, <laughs> because like, okay. yeah, there are really great, like there are really good moments in this song. But there's also still moments in the song that I'm not a big fan of. Um, but yeah, so that's where I am. How funny with that? Oh. <laughs> that's so funny. That is such a perfect way to describe, especially not only K-pop in general, but how I treat the songs that we cover. For because yeah. I I never want to say bad things. Yeah. If I say bad things, it's because I tried very hard to say good things, but I couldn't figure it out. I couldn't figure out. Some something that like I couldn't let the goodness outweigh the bad, um, and so uh, this this song I I don't know I've just I I I used to be very into Girl Crush but I I don't know I'm just I think I I'm it's my new fatigue genre it's like I it I, I if I take Blackpink it sorry if I take Blackpink as an example I feel like. Um, if anything, it's the black pinkification of all these fourth gen groups thinking like they need to go as hard as possible and um, fast just so um, because that's what the people want. But I don't know. I just uh, I just feel like I'm I'm I that there's a time and a place for that. Um, and I don't know. I again, I'm trying to. That's so funny the gaslight. I'm just, I can't get over that. Um, but if we're talking, if we can transition to things that we did enjoy about this song, mm -hmm. there were very brief moments that I thought were fantastic. Um, I, I don't know if you guys feel the same way, but I loved the trans the transition into the second verse. Yeah. How it kind of like drops out all that bombastic sound, and then kind of gets a little Billie Eilish on us yep. um, with that very haunting. Uh, raspy. Uh, I, I I don't know who's. I I didn't check who was singing That's that part. Um, Swan, Swan. Yeah, Swan. Swan. Oh yeah, yeah Swan. Um, but yeah, Swan. Oh yeah, that part was. Yeah, she's fantastic. the one that sings in I, 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 So, yeah. <laughs> oh god. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yes. 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 Um, that that was. I I mean I think we can unanimously agree like that was a very awesome part of this song yeah. um and and also um i loved i forget which pre-chorus it was it, i think i think just first two for yeah. me mm -hmm. was the one was the the saving grace for this song like where it didn't completely ruin it um or it wasn't completely ruined um because we kind of lead in with this like amazing drum line uh section um uh I, I I'm I'm not gonna imitate the drums right now, but um yeah, just second verse. Very good. Uh what about you guys? Uh what are you uh what are you uh what were you uh liking from the song? 
I mean, also in the second verse, uh, I think after Swan's lines too, we hear some uh, some lines from Ire, and I thought her voice like really complimented Swan as well, and I thought she sounded great. Um, and also the, that second pre-chorus, it's kind of trippy, like it slows down and and then it oh, like yeah yeah it you're hit, right then a couple beats later it then starts to speed up again but it has like this real like it effect of it feels like something's being it's dragging along and it, it kind of messes with the, the tempo a little bit so I thought that was really cool um, and then their voices and instruments both uh, they both kind of slide so I thought that worked really well oh I didn't like that part. <laughs> Oh, you didn't? <laughs> I didn't like the tempo change. No, I actually didn't like the tempo oh, change. Oh, you didn't? Like the gradual? Yeah, we're like… Or you like the down, because the down it, tempo change? Or like the gradual? No, I didn't like tempo. either of the… Te- I, didn't like, I didn't like either okay. of them. Okay. Yeah, that's just me though, I think. Uh, because I generally like like tempo changes like uh, in songs. Like, I mean, I like in mixes OO. Uh, but yeah. I know for… I think here, I just… I didn't feel like we had enough time to sit with the new tempo… And then, like, with Swan's slower tempo. And then, suddenly, it goes back to an even faster tempo than the song's standard with Golan. Until it goes to that pause into that second chorus. Um, Yeah, I think, yeah, not enough time to sit with it. And then, I think I just generally don't like it when songs have that really, like, where the, 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 in Golan's fast part, where it just, like, speeds up into a pause. Because then, I don't know, I just don't generally don't enjoy those kinds of drops. But I think that's mm. a me problem. That just might be. Uh, you mean uh, a me, me, m problem? Uh, yes. Uh, me, me, me <laughs> problem. Yeah. Um, but also, Alvark, you're crazy. What are you talking about, <laughs> man? You should like it. <laughs> I you know. know. It's, you do yeah, like you, it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you I do. do. Oh, like, I, what are you talking about? <laughs> I will say, though, that I see why they did it, though. Because when they slowed down the tempo, like… Because um, I… When I was listening to it, I wanted to know. So I kept the timing of the stand, the song standard from before that part happens with Swans. And just kept it with it. So that's why they needed that speed up part and the pause because then it the timing just lands back perfectly when the chorus kicks back in. So like mm. if uh if you were to keep time with the tempo from everything else, it stays constant. So I thought like yeah, I, think, I can see why yeah. they did it like that. Did you uh did you imagine JK Simmons in front of you as well? Are you dragging are you? <laughs> uh no, but <laughs> yeah. now I mean, I'm thankful nah, you that will. I didn't because I will not Ta- take that. Talking about a gaslighter right there, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, that's the extent of what I want to talk yeah. about with this song. Um, do you guys oh, have any other but, okay. so I will say portions? I do like the bridge. I wanted to say I did like the bridge okay. a lot. I thought the bridge was great. It was short, but it was a really good melodic section from uh, their uh, vocalists, Golan and Swan. So I did like that. <laughs> Okay. What about you, Stephen? Do you have anything um, else you would like to say? Oh, uh, I liked in the beginning, uh, Cheyenne had like these two quick rap lines. I thought they gave us a nice injection of energy. So yeah, I, I, I liked hers a lot. <laughs> Cheyenne is just like all over this album, I feel like. just yeah. Yeah, I, I, I don't think this will be the last time we uh, give praise to her. So. 
Um, mm-hmm. All right. Uh, there's a music video that um, came out with this uh, this song, and um, I, I I'm very happy, Stephen, that you talked about the con- like the overall concept that they're trying to build, because now it makes more sense. I think as a standalone, without me remembering it, I I thought a lot of moments were just seemed kind of empty like just really visually appealing but no real cohesion um but i think overall to me the music video is fine it's it's at times seems very bombastic just like the song itself um and whoever's watching the video version of this podcast you're welcome um so, <laughs> so yeah, I I don't I don't have any specific standouts. Uh, I thought color wise though it was very awesome. Um, but yeah, choreo wise, I wasn't really nothing really stood out. And I'm realizing that the video is playing very slowly for everyone. So unless it's not playing slowly for you all. A little. No, it is playing a bit slowly, but that's fine. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It actually helps. I I think. think, Yeah, you mentioned the dance. I think the music video doesn't do a good job of highlighting the dance portions. I would really love Mm, to see a dance practice video or performance video, especially of this. Because, like, we know that they're great at choreography and dancing. Yes. Yeah. Um, but I do feel like the music video did not do them justice for those things. No. The editing was so fast. So, yeah. so many quick cuts. That, that yeah. That's another thing. It was so jarring to me. I, I, I didn't… I, you, 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 sorry. <laughs> you exactly… You said exactly what was on my mind. I just didn't know how to articulate it. Um, yeah. That, that yeah. was like my main note. It was, it was almost dizzying and just… How off, like how quickly they would go from one scene to the next. The the camera was also just always moving. It never lingers on any shot or set for very long. And like you wanted to see some of the choreo, but then they they're already onto the next scene. So it was it was like kind of hard to follow. Uh, but I like that the second verse section a lot, or, or that move where yeah. they drop. Uh, that was cool. Um, but I. Do feel like I, I watched those story films after I saw the video. So um yeah, I, I wish I had seen them before, but because maybe like they would have given me a better idea of what like why they were doing all, all of that like fast motion. Or I, I feel like maybe they're trying to suggest that when they get in your head, they will be a distraction and like yeah, one thing just goes to the next, but it's always just going back to purple kiss anyway. So uh, that was right. like my just uh, maybe a generous interpretation of why it was all these really really quick cuts. Also, that that glitter is not going to be coming off easily. That mm-hmm. is going to be stuck in your face for a very long time. Kudos. Kudos to being brave enough to slap all that glitter on your face, but you're going to be finding glitter for the next month or so. I just feel like, okay. Anyway, um, yes. yeah, I I think you guys are 
you guys are giving really, really great examples of everything I was thinking of while watching this video. Um, I did, I did like that uh, bedazzled heart eye patch. I thought that was cool. Oh yeah. Um, but yeah, I, 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 I was trying not to have the song dictate what I thought about the music video, but just watching it without the song itself. Um, um, and I don't know if it's because of the internet. I just again it's just it's just very in my face and um if that that was their intent then they definitely su uh, succeeded but I I I just again I was hoping the video would help me like the song more but I think it hindered it a little bit more yeah. Uh, but yeah Um, um yeah do you guys have any other thoughts about the video itself yeah i'm just curious like what's because the concept is like they're in the brain of someone like in someone's mind in their memory bank i'm curious like I, I couldn't figure out how to connect like each individual shot or place they were in with like what this represents in a person's memory bank or brain or something so yeah i don't know but it was like, well, I think they just kind of just want to do cool visuals and stuff like that. So in that part, I think they mostly succeeded. But in a concept-wise, I had no idea what's going on. <laughs> yeah. All right. Okay. Uh, I think we talked enough about uh, MEM. Uh, there are other fantastic songs to talk about on this album. So we'll continue on. Um, starting with you, Steven. We're going to talk about track number three. Oh my gosh. Um, what what did you think about this horrible, horrible song? I uh, Okay, I'm curious what you thought my favorite song was. Because this one is my favorite song on the album. And if it's... Okay. It, I, I was thinking maybe it would be another later song. But... No, I, okay, okay. I that that was the, that's the red herring for me. Unless I, I feel like your second would then be track number. Five. All right, all right. No, but it, yeah. it it is this song, the first of three, Chayin's, uh, and yeah. Um, okay, hold on. Uh, Elmer couldn't hear me for some reason, but uh, wait, I think we're trying to get that figured out. Sorry. <laughs> oh, okay. Um. <laughs> this is why we stick to audacity, our favorite. <laughs> Alamar, can you hear me? Uh, I could. I've been hearing you great. I can't hear Stephen at all. Me? Ah, uh, what? <laughs> That's so weird. Okay. Okay. Yeah. He just it's said and uh, track number five is his favorite song. No, no. I'm kidding. <laughs> this <laughs> I'm one. Kidding. This I'm one. Is... He did it. This. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, what? Um, okay. Okay. Um, okay. No, you're fine. Uh, I can I can hear you. Yeah. So. I, yeah, it's just me. I think I... it's just the it, it might just be the 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 it might be internet. Ah, uh, yeah. Bandwidth. I mean, so for me, go, it, you can you can you can go ahead. Okay, all right. Uh, Stephen, yeah. Um. Yeah. Well. Yeah, so this was the the first of three uh, songs co-composed by Jayin. And, you know, I, I, was, I was like hearing 
the song she wrote, I was thinking like, I don't want her to have the burden of writing every Purple Kiss song, but I'm not not saying that either. <laughs> like, I, I just wouldn't mind if she just kind of took over uh, all of their songwriting duties. Uh, yeah. it, it's a lot of work, but um, I, I think this song is so good. And there was a, one of, um, you know, like Edward Avila, he does a bunch of videos on, on YouTube with K-pop groups. I think it was in one of his videos with them um, where Chayun like improvised a song and it was really good. So I, she she's shown this talent to come up with great melodies and just songs in general. So I'm really glad we're getting full songs that she's involved in. Um, yeah, I, I think the, the production is also really good. It has like maybe bits of Black Eyed Pill song and a little mono tree too. Um, but just one of the, the great things uh, about this is that Chain starts and I think she just shines like vocally in all of her lines. Um, yeah, uh, I don't know, like, can talk a little bit more, but but I, I want to hear your your thoughts. Um. Okay, Alamark, what mm-hmm. what do you think about this song? Oh my gosh, I really like this one. I, it is. I think it is one of my like more favorite songs on the album. But I don't think I would say this one is my favorite. Uh, I like that it has to me like. An 88 Rising vibe to it a little bit, like especially melodically okay, in the okay. beginning and the verses. Yeah. It reminds me of like Nikki specifically. Um, kind of got those vibes. Um, there are moments though when I did feel like it may have been a little overproduced, like um, like the halftime trap beat in the middle of the chorus may have been a little too much for me. Uh, yeah, because I, for me, I felt like that when they brought it in, it ruined the pacing a little bit. Uh, but otherwise, I think this is a really great song. I love the textures of the synths that they had throughout. Um, it is very consistent otherwise, too. Um, and, but yeah, it's it's great. It's a lot of fun. Uh, but yeah, I don't have too many notes. But then this is one that I do enjoy every time it does come on. So, yeah. Uh, I You know what? Uh, I, I kind of agree with you as well. Alamark, this is my second favorite song and I'm so sorry mm. Stephen that I, I I wasn't aligned with you um, but you guys will find out maybe a little bit later who knows um, but uh, you guys said everything I, I wrote down um, that, that nothing that I need to add more um, but I did want to start classifying like songs like this um, because we always say like there's like spacey synths and whatnot. It makes it sound galactic. So um, I'm going to try to start using the phrase space funk. That That's going to be mm. my category for this song, space funk. And so if I hear another song that sounds just like it, I'll, I'll bring back that phrase. Um, also, doesn't the oh my, oh my gosh, like the syncopation of it, Kind of, I forget. It reminds me of like a Twice song. I feel like um, mm. it, it might be TT, mm. I think. Like, mm. Wait, is I, it TT? I could no. see it like being kind of like TT. No. Oh. 
No, no, no. Maybe it's not TT. I'll, I'll figure it out later. But there's mm. like a Twice song where the where the uh, the the yeah the syncopation like the 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 way they say oh my gosh na 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 like sounds very familiar. What you went right? What you did right now sounded like like TT when they go no no yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that, I think that's probably okay. what I was thinking of. Okay, so it is. T- I think, yeah. Um, um, okay, anyway. That 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 was the, the very first thing I thought of when I heard that um, uh, the intro of the song. Anyway. I like the song. Very good. Up in my wheelhouse. Exactly what I like. Yeah. Okay. I, I have a couple… Or I had a note about the, the halftime part. I it's so weird because I'm just looking at Ellen Mark, but it just seems like he can't hear me. Anyway, um, <laughs> uh, the, about the the halftime, I I did like that section in the chorus, um, but they use halftime, I think, in a couple different ways. Where it's to me, it only felt like halftime in the chorus, like in the beginning. They had when the drums came in, you could hear the snare on three. Uh, so that's what I like think of as halftime. But then in in the chorus, uh, they have the same lines, but like the the it's the same lines, but like the snare, it's on it's on two and four. It's that one, but then like mm-hmm. you hear it goes straight into the same lines, but the snare comes in on three, and then the section right after that. The, the snare stays stays on the three, but we hear a lot more percussion. But I wasn't like like rocking to like the halftime beat anymore. I was back to the regular tempo. So I, I feel like only one section had that halftime feeling, which I thought was really cool. Um, yeah. Also, there's some great background vocals on this, and then um, yeah, Chain's section in the the second half and like. Her, her run into the the last chorus after the bridge is really good. Yeah. Okay, so real quick, I made a mark. Should I like leave and, then, and come back? I don't and know. And then, uh, no, no, I think so. The problem is, um, I think because Alamark the the app is trying to upload data and download at the same time. Mm-hmm. I think it's interfering with the audio. Wow. Can you still not hear, Stephen? Yeah, I haven't I haven't heard anything Stephen said since uh oh, man. Like the end of okay. Emmy Emmy. Um Okay, go ahead and refresh real quick. That should me, alleviate me? things. Yeah, yeah, Stephen. Okay. Oh Stephen or me? Oh. But Stephen. Okay. But okay. yeah, go ahead. And then Alamark, uh what I did was I paused your upload. Um, okay. so that that way at the end of the recording you um you then upload it to the internet. Okay. So that it, how, how about now, Stephen? Um, hello. Okay, can I can hear, hear now. Yeah. I can okay. Hear I okay. Cool. Talked a lot about halftime just now. <laughs> oh, yeah. okay. I missed. Or what I think is it. halftime. That's okay. Um, it yeah, it felt really weird talking, and then you like. If you said like something this that I just talked about, that would have been really yeah, weird. Yeah. No, no, no. You so, guys are good. Okay. okay. There was no yeah. interfering. Okay. I hope yeah, I hope we're good now. Okay. Um, and so yeah, at the end, Alan Mark, I'll just have you keep the browser open so you can upload it. Yeah. At the sounds end. good. Uh I guess we're gonna keep Audacity open for <laughs> the time being. Okay. 
Uh, do you guys have anything else you want to talk about with Oh My Gosh? I thought I, I might have, but I forgot. I forgot what Let's it was. It. I think oh, I said I, everything. Did you mention okay. the songwriters? I, I only mentioned Chain. <laughs> so, okay, because yeah, yeah. one of the other songwriters on this is also… Uh, the name is Cosmic Girl, but their real name is Yu Juyi. And she is a former member of the girl group Rania. Rania, I don't know how it's actually pronounced, oh. but yeah. So I thought oh. that was an interesting tidbit to add in there. So yeah, along with uh, Kim Ki Hyun. But yeah, Cos- cool. Cosmic Girl. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. It goes by the stage nice. name or this name, Cosmic Girl. But yeah, Yu hmm. Juyi of Rania. Oh, cool. Nice. Okay. All right. And we're going to end side A with track number four entitled Pretty Psycho. And Alan Mark, I hope you are ready to talk about this song because I feel like it was destiny for you to of course. talk about this song. So lead <laughs> us off. What did you think about PP? So about PP. Uh, so yeah, the moment it started, I was, I was in my <laughs> in my brain. I was like, Oh, this is where this song went, which is what you were alluding to, Chuck, uh, at the beginning when uh, for hide and seek and you know uh, zombie. Usually, there's an intro, or we were expecting, I guess, an intro because we had one in Into Violet, but hide and seek didn't have one, even though they had a perform a pre uh, performance video of this, which is called uh, I forgot what they called, like Perky. What is it? Yeah, Perky. Wait, um, uh, perky, perky? No. yeah, yeah, something like that. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, um, and I remember really liking that, like that song when it came out. But I was like, oh, it's too short. But I really enjoyed it with the performance. And then when this song played, I was like, here it is. It's as great as I sort of expected it to be. Um, yeah, like I like that. There's like I know we talk a lot about um, fatigue with certain styles. Like you could definitely tell there's some disco influence here with the type of bass that's go- uh, going throughout and the how strings come in once in a while as well. I feel like those are very like disco things. But um, I think this one still felt modern enough where um, it's more of just an influence and not a style they tried to go to. And so much that at that point, it just reminded me of it could this could be a Dua Lipa song, if anything. Um, and yeah, but all that tied together, I thought it was really, a really good, like fun dance track to have in the middle of this album. Uh, like the, of course the bass is great. Um, the like little fills of the drums they have here and there, especially leading to the chorus is great. And melodically, there's great moments in the, uh, chorus, especially like the, um, switching from like the lower register to like the breathier falsetto tones, which also very disco-y uh, in my opinion. Uh, but yeah, just really, really fun moments like that that make this song really enjoyable. Um, yeah. Guys, this was my favorite song on that. Oh, of course it was. Of course you weren't going to let us guess. No, 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 no. Uh, no. Um, that's why Oh My Gosh would have been was my first choice and then I heard Pretty Psycho and then I was like actually no I like this one more. Mm. And I didn't have to gaslight myself into liking it. Oh, yeah. I it was a good loved, right away. I loved it from the very beginning to the very end. Um this to me was so much more fun. This felt like 
Oh My Gosh and Pretty Psycho felt like better lead singles in my opinion. Um, and I love. I just thought those two songs were so good. Um, what made this kind of eek over uh, Oh My Gosh was just… I just… I don't know. I was thinking about you, uh, Stephen. Uh, about how… Um, oh my gosh. Why, uh, why, why can't I remember? I, I can song. never remember the song that you uh, would imitate the narrator of. Oh. Um, Tiki. I can… I can Purp- yeah, uh, I, 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 <laughs> Pink Fantasy. <laughs> Pink fantasy, yes. Yeah. I always remember you saying Gigi Gwego. But I can't remember the name of the song. And so <laughs> I really I we didn't get a chance to talk about hide and seek last year, but I loved I like really, really loved that release. And I loved how it was released just in time for Halloween. So it had a spooky vibe. And I think this song carries a lot of that same um uh energy and vibes. And I really Really enjoyed Hide and Seek. So I was very happy to hear this. Especially since it was uh, an intro. Um, not part of the album. But uh, like you know teased and put on YouTube. But there's so… I, I didn't think… Because the intro was great. Like it was… Or intro freaky perky. Yeah I think that's what it's called. Um, was great. But the fact that they were able to like… Make it blossom. Like flesh it out even more. It was just so fun. Um, there were some of the things that stuck out… Um, besides the uh, the funky disco aspects, uh, was I love the spooky piano scales that they would add every now and then, like the mm-hmm. like that part. And then not only that, but they were taking. Um, I I had to remember this. I, I I didn't. I remember the song, not the artist, but just like funky and disco, they had this really quick stinger. Um. That was akin to, I forget which Beethoven song, but you might know the actual like disco uh, track, uh, a fifth of Beethoven, the whole. Um, there's like just very subtly all these little moments that just layer to something very exciting and fun and weird and uh, yeah, it just it just. It it latched on to me. It was uh, it was it was so much fun to listen to. Um, I don't know if I'll be saying that towards the end of the year, but I, just this week, this is what I, I exactly what I wanted to hear, and uh, it's why it's my favorite. Um, it is the perky anthem, mm-hmm. um, which is weird. I feel like I would rather be called a perky than a polar. I feel like perky sounds. Cooler as a fandom name. Oh, polar. Um, sorry, plory. plory. That's what oh, I'm plory. Not not polar. Sorry, plory. Um. Anyway, um, <laughs> Stephen, <laughs> what did you think about this? Song? Uh, yeah, I was also thinking sometimes about uh, Kiki Guaygue, like when sort of in the um, <laughs> kind of the bridge section where. Uh, I, I forgot who it was, but she was like kind of like whispering a little bit. Like it was a little soft in mm-hmm. there. Uh, so that reminded me of it. And then they play a scream like right after it. So like right. I love those screams too. Um, uh, but the song also, even though it had those kind of dark sounding elements, it was just a really playful song, which I really liked. Um, 
And I think another genre this maybe has a couple of elements of are like, is like modern trot music, which, because there, there's certain like kind of old wow, fashioned cool. yeah. sounds on this. And like trot kind of still has the, you can tell uh, it, it has sounds from like how it started or like its, its roots. So I think maybe in that post chorus section, you can hear that the influence of, of Trot in this. Um, and one other thing I really liked was there's a line in the first verse. I think it's Swan. It's, you are my stand though. So I, I really <laughs> thought that was a great line. And it's still, it, it like just really sounds like a, a line that Purple Kiss would sing. Um, and obviously she delivers that perfectly. So really, really big fan of this one. Um, yeah. yeah. I, I'm a little That's confused all. why they didn't choose this for hide and seek though. Because I feel like it fits with the like, zombies concept really mm-hmm. well. And it would have mm-hmm. been a really nice fit on that album too. So I'm curious like what were the, I guess, A&R choices there with like, Moving this they, song to I, I, this I'm thinking maybe maybe everyone really loved Freaky Perky. Um, and so it was too late for them to co- go back and, you know, add it on, tag it on. Mm. Um, but they still wanted to release it somehow, which is why it's probably in the middle of this. I don't know. But yeah, you know, album-wise, it just it feels like it was just put in there. Um, like it doesn't… Vibe-wise, it doesn't really jive with the rest of the package. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm not complaining. It's just… Um, yeah. So. Okay. Uh, I'm ready for a break, guys. Yeah. We've, uh, we've dealt with a lot already in this first <laughs> app. So we're going to take, qu- take a quick break. Um, catch our breath. Figure out some technical difficulties. And when we come back, we will talk about the remaining three songs of the album. And we will have a game brought to you by Steven. So stick around. We will see you on the B-side. Let's move on, guys, to the rest of this album. Um, starting with what I assume is Steven's second favorite song. Number track number five, Joa. Maybe? I, I don't know if I would say this. It, this is maybe third. I think I would say Pretty Psycho. I think like three, four, five. It's like that order. In, in order. Yeah. Okay, okay. Interesting. Because I was feeling… like This was what I thought would be your second favorite Song and um, it has everything you uh, you'd want in a Stephen a Stephen special. Um, it has um, guitar riffs. It has a soulful R and B sound. It has harmonies. It has that singer songwriter vibe. Um, it has that Nord piano, electric keys. 
Um, and you know, I I did enjoy this song. Um, this one is also my third um, favorite song um, because I think I like Two AM. This is like a spiritual successor mm-hmm. to Two AM for me uh, from Hide and Seek. But I like Hide. Uh, I like Two AM a million times more than this song, which is why I think I'm not. I feel like I've heard the better version of the song already, and so that's why it's a, it's like down in my third. But you know. Um, I wanted to be different, and so I wrote. This sounds like uh, it w- would be a cover by like your Tori Kellys, your Passions, your AJ Raphaels on YouTube. That's what the that's what this sounded like. It sounded like um, an, an up and coming artist mm-hmm. doing a really good song of their single um, or a version of their single. And uh, yeah, it's it's good. It it. It checks all the boxes. It 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 resonates with me. It's really nice, and that's what I think about the song. Okay, Stephen, why is it your third favorite song? I mean, I I really liked the guitar on it too. Uh, it's very nice, very clean guitar tone. I I think just uh, some light reverb on there, and they they play some cool fills throughout. Uh, I like the synths, and I. I, I was thinking of more like a Rhodes sound on the piano. Um, mm. But one thing that I really liked that I think stood out on this song and on Oh My Gosh that stood out um, like from the non Chayan songs where the like the background vocals and the harmonies. And I feel like that are the things... Those are things that she really likes to write. And um, maybe those are her tendencies for how uh, she she builds a song. And I, I kind of, I always like if I can try to pick those things out. I, I think with like Wusong, I was maybe seeing what his tendencies were on, on his album. Um, so I feel like I'm maybe trying to get, uh, getting the genre or like the, the sound that she's trying to go for and which she's very good at. Um, like she also, I think, sounds great on on the line she has in the song too. Uh, but I also like Yuki's verse on this. I think it's it's probably my favorite of her verses. Like it's it's more of a sung uh, rap section, but I think it's probably my favorite of hers. Um, <clears throat> so and overall, this the structure it it was pretty like like basic, and t- but I still felt like there was more. It sounded like there was more to it because. The, the pre-chorus melodies, they were all really interesting to listen to. So when they came back again later, I thought that it felt like a bridge, but it was just a section we had heard before. Um, so it was like, it was kind of surprised when I went back to try to identify what the sections were playing. And then it was like, this is the pre-chorus again. And so it, it, was, it was really kind of interesting, but there were some variations that keep it interesting too. All right, Alamark did this. Um, well, first of all, what does Joa mean? Is it like a pronunciation of a Korean word or a translation of a Korean word or something like that? I, I think it's like I like it or something like to like something. You say Joa, like yeah. Oh, okay, yeah, got it, like, got it. Okay, or to like someone as well. Yeah. Okay. It so is a Korean title. In that case, so I Al- like that they didn't translate it. They just left it as the real yeah, 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 yeah. Just nice. So, Al- Alamark, did you Joa this song? 
Yeah, I I, I enjoyed this song. Uh, this one I actually consider my favorite song <laughs> on the album. Uh, yeah. Wow, look at us go. Yeah. I like uh, it yeah. when we split the split the. Yeah, look. it's fun. Um, but yeah, I think especially compared to everything prior to this song, where the arrangements were very heavy, there was a lot of different things in it. This one is such uh, a really nice break from it all, and I think um, this is a really good example of sort of less is more, in my opinion, with music sometimes, because mm-hmm. um, it's yeah, really minimal percussion. It's that guitar and some keys in there. It's very straightforward and very relaxed, which is really I think what made it stick out to me compared to all the other songs in this album, um, and it just like. This song makes me feel good every time I listen to it. And I think that's a big reason mm-hmm. why I really like it. It's it's like it like it puts me in a good mood. And uh maybe I just need more of that nowadays, which is great. Uh that I have yeah. this song now. So um but yeah, I, I really like it. I uh, the like the less is more also like makes sense because there's only two people tied to the composition and production of the song. It's Cheyenne and Dave. Uh <laughs> So yeah, there's two. Oh, bees. Dave. There's yeah, two bees yeah. in that Dave. Yeah. Um, uh-huh. But yeah. Oh, D- uh, Dave. Uh, yeah. Yeah. D- yeah. Um, but yeah. Otherwise, uh, like all the specific hyper specific notes, uh, Stephen took. So I don't have much more oh. <laughs> besides that. Um, I was going to point out Yuki's rap as well. I like that. Uh, it's a lot more relaxed compared to what she usually does because uh, she raps with a lot of bite. It. Uh, like that's how I describe it. She has a lot of bite. Not like in the same way I describe Moonsua's bite. Like Moonsua's is more like sort of like a wolf or a pit bull, where Yuki's is more like a snake. Um but here, like yeah, like Yuki and like I think Xe sort of wraps him really. I compare them to snakes how they delivery. But I like this is like much different. Uh and it shows like some diversity with how Yuki raps as well. So we're seeing that growth as a performer and an artist so that's really exciting to see too uh because yeah that's this style far better suits uh this song than how she usually raps so that was really nice to see awesome okay well i'm i'm glad we were able to have you be the third one to talk about this song um all right uh i don't really have anything else to say steven if you're ready to move on Mm -hmm. to Hate me, hurt me, love me. Yeah. Um, which is track number six. So Stephen, um, did this song remind you of the the Red Velvet song where um, where oh, I forgot the phrase. Oh my god, that joke is now ruined. Forget I said anything. Okay. Stephen, what did you think about this song? Uh, I, I don't know. I was going to try to think <laughs> of a Red Velvet dance song. For, first for, dance for oh, me. Yeah. <laughs> Sing for me, dance for me. Thank you. For me. It's big for me. Yeah. Okay, so not sunny side up, I guess. <laughs> I, no, that, just, that just came up out of nowhere. Um, and, and nor nor was it Sayonara, which was oh, uh, oh that was today. If you played, yeah, yeah. If you played I today's, missed, uh, yeah, today's, uh, today's Red actually, yeah. um, uh, this one, um, uh, it was like I'm I'm happy it's on the album because it's a it's like a decidedly bright purple kiss song, which. I think mm-hmm. we've had a couple before, but nothing that I think has this level. And they took a bit of time to get to it. And um, I don't know. There wasn't a whole lot that I 
noted about this. It just more about the feeling and like it being upbeat and kind of different from other songs that Purple Kiss has that, I don't know. Uh, it, it does, I feel like they're trying different sounds on this or, or like putting different sounds within the same release. Um, so that's what I was also appreciating at least. Uh, but yeah, not a lot of notes for me on this one. Um, oh, Alamark. Yeah. What <laughs> did you, uh, did you like this? Love it? Uh, nope. I trying to make a, a pun off the title. I need to stop making yeah. jokes before I actually formulate it in my head. <laughs> what do you think, Alamark? Yeah, I think the song was nice. I think it's overall fine. Uh, I think for, for me, it falls under probably the least favorite, mostly because it is the most uh, forgettable one for me. Um, yeah, because it is just like, it's a really nice, pop, like bright pop song. Um, reminds me of Love a little bit, especially in the beginning and the verses. But other than that, like, it doesn't stick out particularly for me as uh, as a song. Um, but I mean, it, yeah, as Stephen mentioned, it's nice hearing like this side for them because it's not one that they've really strayed into. Uh, but yeah, but I mean, other than that, I, I think it's not... Uh, I know. There's not a lot to talk about for me. <laughs> yeah. That's okay because there's not a lot for me to talk about as well. I have three notes. Um, I said it's a good spring song. It has nostalgic soft pop sounds. Mm-hmm. And it's catchy but the least interesting. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's all I have to say as well. Okay. Looks like I hate it. And I want to hurt it. And I don't love it. So. All right. Leading to track number seven. The final song. I'm sure we'll have very. You know. Similar notes maybe. I don't know. But. Um, <laughs> Alan Mark. You get mm-hmm. to. You get to end our conversation. Yeah. With the final track. Track number seven. Cursor. Yeah. So with Cursor. Uh, my first note was that this is essentially "Can We Talk Again" Part Two. It is so dramatic. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is such a dramatic song. Uh, yeah, and I think at first I was like, "Whatever about it," because it's just so dramatic. But the more and more <laughs> I listen to it, I do actually enjoy listening to it. Maybe I got gaslit again. Who knows? But oh um, no, no more <laughs> gaslighting yourself. But no, I I think there. Were, you are amazing. Thank you. Um, but oh. I think melodically, I think it's like interesting enough for me to like keep listening to it when it comes up. Um, I think uh, like the post-chorus like instrumental part was really in- an interesting choice to go towards. Um, and I don't hate it. Uh, but I think if there's anything in this song that sticks out to me, it's that one line that happens at the end of the chorus where all the instrumental drops out. And it's just dosi, and she just sings, yeah. cursor. And and then it goes into the instrumental. And it that line, I love it melodically. I love Dosi's voice and tone singing just that uh that bar. Uh like that I think maybe that's the part that really like saves this song for me because it's just an incredible beat 
just as a like tonal beat, storytelling kind of beat, like melodic beat. It's really, really cool. And that's also how the song ends. So like when I get to that point, I was like, oh no, now I want more. Because yeah, that's only the second time it comes up. I'm like, oh no, I wanted more of that. So, um, but yeah, it's, it is a beautiful song overall and another Cheyenne Dave uh, composition. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, it's a, they like closing on really epic songs. It's because Period was also kind of epic. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. Mm. I, I love this song until it got to the EDM portion. And I think that's where I was lost. Um, I didn't need, this song to sound like a Chainsmokers. Um, uh, who else can I say? Maybe Zed. Avicii. No. Avicii, sure. R.I.P. Um, but I think that's… Because you're right. The the part… the na, 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 na. That part was like, yes! And then it goes… It just attacks my ears with these electronic mm. sounds. And I was just like… No, I want to go back to this like acoustic intro and ballad. So um, I wish I could remove the EDM portion of the EDM balladness of this song um, because I think that was that that ultimately took away what I thought would have been a great um, like you could have done like epic orchestral sounds or you know whatever, um, but I just feel like it, it's almost like um, an easy. Or it's not really a cop out, but it just seems like you, you it, it's it's t- very typical of electronic um, arrangements to make a song sound very grand. And I think, um, yeah, I because of that, I I I don't think this song landed as hard as I wanted it to. Um, maybe I'll gaslight myself a little bit later, um, but I will say that I really, like you're saying, really, really enjoyed the vocal performances the most in this song. Um, I thought there were like great harmonies sprinkled here and there. Um, and just, so it's a, it's a good classic final song of an album to, to really have more of the vocals shine. So, um, so yeah. All right, Stephen, what did you think yeah. about Cursor? I, I have very little to add. What I can add is that I thought of the song Hello by, by them from their first album. Oh. <laughs> uh, I think we, we'd mentioned two other ones, but yeah, I guess I was I was first reminded of Hello. Um, and then, yeah, I, I think also um, when I was re-listening to it, for some reason it felt weird to just hear just like, acoustic guitar and then also piano but nothing like effect no like effect added they're just like it's kind of recorded as they sound in in like their room Mm. where they are but i don't know it's something Mm. just like they're just regular instruments and it sounded weird to me just i feel like we just hear so much um electronic instruments or that it seemed off to me so but then it came yeah then it seemed normal once the that like edm synth came in i was like this makes sense again um but i i think it's uh it is a a very nice song i would say though like my order of preference of the chain compositions are also in the order that they appear on the album so um 
yeah, yeah. I, I think I say put this as my, my third favorite of hers. Yeah, but yeah, also nice. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. Before I forget, I also want to uh, point out the br- I love the bridge yes. of this song. I absolutely love the bridge oh, okay. of this song. Yeah. Uh, yeah, just beautiful with, I think it's uh, Gian, Ire, and one more person singing that part. It's, yeah, really nice melodic line. And a uh, nice little patch with like moving from strummed guitar to the more like plugged mm-hmm. or the arpeggiating part. Nice. So, yeah. Cool. All right. All right, we did it, guys. We, uh, we, we conquered yet another album. Um, I worry about the f- upcoming albums. I don't know if we're gonna make it. It's gonna, it's gonna be it, as the year goes on. More and more, more and more albums. More and more longer, longer and longer albums are gonna hit. So um, let's t- let's let's not take for granted some of these. Well, I guess this was seven tracks, but whatever. Um, but we made it. We made it to the end. Um, so. With that, uh, of course, uh, we need to do one last call with the album, with Purple Kiss, with anything else you want. So if anybody has anything to say... Um, oh, actually, let me start it this way. Steven, I started reevaluating what we thought was 2021's Rookie of the Year. Do you feel like this album continues the, those same thoughts or... Like, where would you rank uh, MEM in the uh, discography of Purple Kiss so far? Oh, uh, it is probably my least favorite release of theirs. Yeah. I am. Um, so, and yeah. I, 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 I agree with you there as well. Because it, it, it was kind of, it was, it's a good album, but I really liked the first two. I liked the first two way more. Um, and it almost, stepped Purple Kiss a, like a bit back for me as far as like evolution goes. I, I just feel like um, I don't like them as much now because of this album, which just kind of it hurts me. It, it makes yeah, me sad. I, uh, I was feeling kind of similar. I was like trying to, oh man, I was like trying to rationalize. Gaslight? I was oh, starting yeah. to gaslight myself. Yeah. Like uh, <laughs> they are. Were we wrong, Steven? No, Should we uh, be b- believer believers? Do not do, do not change your opinions. It is already no. on record. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all, right, all right, all right, all right. Um. In any case, uh. Yeah. Um. Okay. That's so. That's how I feel. Yeah. And I don't think I, I have anything more to add aside from that. Uh. A solid, solid list of songs. Um. But ultimately, um. Not as good as what they've produced in the past. So uh, that's a, that's that. Yeah, I think like the 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 best parts for me about this were like um, that they were continuing and kind of expanding maybe their universe and story. Um, mm-hmm. And I, I was able to recognize the things when they were like just bringing back certain elements from their earlier releases. Uh, and then also that we got three songs that uh, from, from Cheyenne. And um, it felt like a good like showcase of 
their their, their individual talents too. So uh, as usual, I am always excited about the future of groups, but I'm specifically excited about um, like what Cheyenne will do in in her I agree. role yes. as like a songwriter and seeing yeah just that part of their evolution. Um, so yeah, yeah it's a I solid think- release. Yeah. I, I think I, I agree with you that that's my takeaway is that this is Cheyenne's like, um, I don't know, start to fandom and wouldn't be surprised if we start seeing um, even more solo work, I guess. Um, okay, Almark, what did you think about this release, Purple Kiss as a whole, whatever you want to talk about? You want to talk more about yeah. Billy? That's fine. Um <laughs> <laughs> we could no, talk no, about for- um, Red Velvet's Japanese uh, release. Oh Either anything. It's your it's your call. Oh, it's your side, last dude. call. Wild side. No, no, no. I, I do, do want to <laughs> give the time to Purple Kiss because I do like them as a group overall. Um, but I think uh, it's funny that uh, both of you said that it sort of like brought, like was you know lower than the rest. I'm not saying that. I think it's pretty consistent for me. Um, uh, when it comes to uh, what's the word I'm looking for, like um, just what I like about it and what I don't, because uh, I think with all their albums, mm-hmm. uh, like I feel overall the tracks are a little hit or miss. Like there are tracks that I love, and then tracks that I'm like sort of more whatever about. So, um, and that may be because they sort of similar to how I described Idol a little bit. They just dabble in a whole bunch of different sounds and concepts. That and changing mm. up so often that like there isn't a consistency there sound wise. So, um, so you're you may tend to get more like you know really great songs of this kind of style, and then maybe some that are a little bit uh, not as uh, impactful. Um, but that doesn't mean that I don't like. I actually really like them because they're my favorite songs of theirs are incredible, incredible songs, and I think we all like mostly agree with what they're really, really good songs are. Um, and it just happens to be consistently ones that Cheyenne has a part in the compositions for. Um, so that really excites me, um, you know, every time uh, that I see her name in the liner notes when they do the pre-release stuff uh, or like the teaser promo images. Um, so I'm very excited to see what she does in the future. And I do hope to see other members do a bit more composition as well in the future i know 2am chuck you mentioned you love that song that is also one of my favorite purple kiss songs uh go had a hand in that i think swan too had a hand in writing that so i want to see more from them as well um so yeah but i don't know for me it kind of just like um uh it reinforced what i already like thought about with uh with purple kiss uh, so it didn't move the needle so much for me, um, but I'm going to continue looking forward to what they do because I, I know we're going to get good, uh, generally good B-sides from them. I know that's going to be a strength of theirs, having really good B-sides here and there. Um, and yeah, that's what I look forward to with their whatever comes next. And dancing. And incredible dancing. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Um, okay. All right. Well said, everyone. Uh, thank you, everyone, for sticking through both the video and the audio version of this episode. Uh, we hope you enjoyed 
your stay. And we can't wait for you uh, to dine with us yet again. Uh, you can catch more episodes of How You Can Eat um, on all of your favorite podcast platforms. We are everywhere. And hopefully we will start doing a little bit more um, live streaming. We'll see. Well, this, uh, this one isn't a good indicator of that. But, um, but hopefully we will, uh, we'll work out all the kinks. Uh, before 2022 is over. Um, but uh, this definitely will be um, live on video if you want to come back and see all of our fun faces as we said, uh, as we say what we say. Um, you can even follow us on all of these socials. We are at How You Can Eat on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok, um, and Twitch, and YouTube. Ba- basically, search for How You Can Eat. We're probably there. Um, and you can even email us, like I said at the top, uh, email us at howyoucaneat at gmail.com. Please let us know which noodle dish you enjoy. And also email Stephen. He likes to read any of your feedback that you have for any of these episodes. All right. That about wraps it up for us. For um, Alan, Mark, Stephen, and I, it has been our pleasure being your leaders today. So long, stay safe, and we'll see you next feast. See ya. Go to Madison, I'll eat a better cursor. <laughs>